Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? Ladies and gentlemen, it's Pastor Adam's podcast. In Espanol, my nickname is El Tigre Chino. Because my knowledge will bite her face off. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Pastor Adam's podcast. You were serious about that? Hello, all my Saturday listeners, tune-inners, whatever you might want to call yourselves, men and women, boys and girls of all ages and sizes. Today, I want to talk about old Papa Noel, Chris Kringle, good old Saint Nick, or Santa Claus, however you want to talk about him. What do we know about this character? He's a guy who lives at the North Pole, has an army of elves working for him, rides a sleigh powered by flying reindeer, and delivers gifts to millions of kids across the world in one night. He's a fun character, trying to do good in the world. Right? Right. Glad you agree. Now, if you're a parent some little ones who may happen to be listening to this podcast with you right now, like you, you got it on in the kitchen, you're doing some dishes or whatever like that. They happen to be at the kitchen table coloring, doing something like that. Now might be a good time for them to go clean the room because uh, Santa's listening. He, he, he's watching. He wants to see them do good, right? Uh, you know, he knows, he knows when you're sleeping, he knows when you're awake, he knows if you've been bad or good, so be good for goodness sake. they got to do some good chores. Chore time. Something right now. Uh, you might want to tell them to leave. That is, if you don't want them to know, you know. About, uh, you know who being... You know what? Anyways, catch my drift, I hope so. So, maybe hit the pause button, send them to do something right now. And go. All right. Anyways, growing up, after I'd started thinking that this Santa Claus thing seems to be a little far-fetched, I started asking questions, as most kids do. I asked my mom if he was real, and she would tell me a story about her catching him and, and getting a picture with a boot. Now, I I talked to her, and she claims that there was a picture. She doesn't know if she took it or not, but there was a boot that she, like, as he was leaving. I don't know. There was something about it. There was some, some evidence that I saw. Anyway, she would take me to the mall, and I would ask him. She would take me to the mall to see Santa, right? I'd, I'd be have questions. She'd take me to the mall to take Santa, to see Santa. And I would ask him questions, questions that I thought were hard. Who knows if they were? Because I don't remember the questions. Like It could have been like Buddy the Elf saying, uh, what song did I sing you on your birthday? Why, happy birthday. Like, I'm, But I'm pretty sure it was hard of that. Regardless, I asked Santa a lot of questions that only Santa would know about me. Right? And if he really knew me, he would have these answers. 
and this dude would get every answer right. So those encounters sort of lengthened my belief in Santa through high school. I'm just kidding. It's not high school. I have no how long. I have no idea how long it was. I, I believed. I tried FaceTiming my mom to ask her because my grandpa finally broke the news to me one day. Uh, but when I tried to FaceTime my mom, she uh, she bounced the FaceTime call. So <laughs> Merry Christmas to you. But come to find out that Santa that I would go and ask questions, he was actually friends with my mom and knew all about me and the family. Uh, and he was nailing the questions that I was asking because he knew everything that was going on. And I'm sure I was like, what did you get me last year? And he would have been like, I got you that spaceship toy that you loved with all your heart. And your mom dropped down the stairs and exploded into a million pieces. And, and I've been like, yeah, that, that checks out. Um, and I, I'd probably been like, Hey, can you get me another one of those? That'd be great. And he, he would have to say, well, didn't your mom promise to buy you another one that she'd replace it? And I'd have to say, yeah, she did. But here we are, another Christmas. Still no spaceship today. So, I mean, I'm trying to trying to make it work, you know. Quick update. Uh, see, this, is, this happened previously. This is like a recap. But my mom did text me back after I fa- FaceTimed her and she bounced it. And I asked what she was doing. <laughs> doing when I FaceTimed her and she said, rapping. Rapping or crapping, one of those two. Either way, not a good time to FaceTime. But anyways, <laughs> I asked her how old I was when I, I stopped, like, stopped believing or that when Grandpa broke the news. And she said, uh, I was older than most. <laughs> um, she said, I don't know, maybe you're around Lola's age. And I'm like, 14? And she's like, maybe it wasn't 14, but it was close because you you held on to it. Uh and um, she said that I would come home from school and be like, Mom, Mom, all my friends said that Santa's not real and that it's the parents that do it and all this stuff. And she would just continue telling me about when she said that uh, when she was four, she woke up and she really did see Santa. And uh, um, she came downstairs and Santa was, she goes, Santa? He goes, yeah. And he goes, you need to go back to school, go back to bed. And she's like, but I have to go to the bathroom. And he said, go to the bathroom and go back to bed. Then later she goes, maybe it was a dream. I'm like, 100% it was a dream. (laughs) And then I asked her about that photo. She said there was a photo that had like his boot leaving. She said she doesn't know who took the picture or whatever. But there was hard evidence. There was a lot of things that made me guess. Just like that guy at the mall that knew me. Like I would walk into the mall before I even got in line. He'd be like, hey, Adam. It blew my mind. It had me like questioning at like, well, he knows everything about me like Santa would. And, and he knows like, how is this possible? There has to, maybe he is Santa. And then I asked, I asked my mom, I go, did he look like a real good Santa? You know, like real white beard and all this stuff. She goes, no, he just looked like a dude with a fake white beard and, and a cheap mall Santa. I'm like, how come kids are so dumb? Why are why are kids dumb? Just like when we go to uh, to Disneyland or Disney World, whatever. Like when I took my kids to the first time, she's like, "It's like my girl's like, it's Mickey. Clearly, it's somebody in a costume." And Mickey won't shut up in the cartoons. Yet you get in person, can't speak. He's mute all of a sudden. It's like there's a lot of things, but kids just accept it. That's a real white beard. Yeah, it looks like it's fake. Nope. All right, I'm buying it. 
then I started to think uh, that maybe, because I remember clearly my grandpa was telling me, hey, Santa's not real. It was the whole thing. And he was probably embarrassed for me. He's like, look, you're getting too old. I don't need you to go into high school thinking that Santa's real. <laughs> and I'm, I just kind of imagined what if uh, what if my grandpa's friends are like, hey, how's your old Santa loving grandkid? Does he get his license yet? Like, he's probably getting harassed. I don't know. But so he's probably like, I'm ending this now. Like, I'm, this is for you. This is I love you. We, we got to stop. It's it's enough. So he, he broke it to me. So the moral of the story is my mom, parents in general, they go to great lengths to keep the Santa spirit lie thingy alive. Just like a month ago, a girl in our youth group, uh, she told me that this year she's going to be in charge of the Christmas elf. For her little sister. Um, now being pastor at a church. There on an everyday basis. There are landmines set up everywhere. Designed to, to bring me down. To make me fail. To catch me right. And I have to know where to step. And be aware that there are traps everywhere. And it could be anything. You got to be like a ninja right. So this girl. She could be testing me. Seeing if I'll let the cat out of the bag and blow it for her parents. Not me. Know what I said? So she said, she's in charge of the elf. I said, how can you be in charge of the elf? It flies in every night from the North Pole. And she's like, yeah, right. And I go, you can't touch it or it'll lose its magic. I've seen, I've seen the show. I have kids myself. I know. She just sort of looked at me like, come on, we all know. By the way, that elf... The elf is a hassle. Now, if you go, here's how it works. Year one, when you're a parent and you get it, it's all fun and games. You work hard to to make the elf uh, come to life and get into all sorts of shenanigans. They get into baking goods. They You never know where they're going to pop up, right? And the kids, they come down, they look for it. Oh, it's, it's just amazing. Look at the elf. It's just, and it's it's so fun. Uh, year two, the next year, you get it out, still fun, but you're struggling to make some new scenes and put the elf in, in new places. So, so for instance, like year two, uh, year one, you have it every every night. There's somewhere new. You're putting a lot of thought. In. Second year, you're like, okay, you maybe you come up with a few really good ones. Then there's times where uh, the your kids come down and you're like, the elf didn't move. And you're like, oh, and then you look at your wife, you're I thought you were moving it. She's like, I thought you did it. No. Ugh. And then you got to figure out some way to move it throughout the day that they're not going to see. And then, but that doesn't line up with the story that it, it's a whole thing, but you're like, you're trying to make it work or, or maybe the, the elf falls over and then you got to get like oven mitts or, or tongs to move it. Cause you're not supposed to touch it. It just becomes a little bit harder. And you're like, ugh. in year three, you're done. Kids are like, the elf didn't move again. You're like, I guess it's just not going to move. You're like, now hear me out. Here's what I say that we could do with the elf by year three. Let's say, you know, the elf has to leave to go back to the North Pole to report to Santa. What if the elf flies through the chimney 
when you have a fire and gets burnt up. No, and nowhere does it say that these elf have special magic that's fireproof. So that could be one way to end the elf problem. Uh, there's no fireproof abilities. What if the dog eats it? I mean, can't be mad at the dog. It's just protecting the house. We got a win-win situation. There's a lot of things that can happen to the elf that can end the elf situation in the house, but also provide a learning opportunity for the child. You know, we're going to explore some grief. How do, how do we process these things? I'm just saying it's possible. So the elf, it's a nightmare. It, it one, at some point, it becomes a nightmare. It's, it's just you're done with it. But let's get back to Santa for a minute. Now think about Christmas movies. And in doing a little research that I've done, there obviously are a bunch of Christmas movies revolving around the world of Santa. Either he's in it, maybe it's an elf, but it's Santa is a part of these movies, right? So I just listed what I could come off the top of my head, like Miracle on 34th Street, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, Christmas Chronicles 1 and 2, Elf, Prep and Landing 1 and 2, The Santa Claus, all of them now. Like I think there was like four, and then now there's a series that we just started watching on Disney+. Plus. There's one called Noel. There's Fred Claus, Arthur Christmas, another one called Claus, Rise of the Guardians, Get Santa, The Claus Family, and A Year Without Santa Claus. Oh, and there's another one called A Boy Called Christmas, but that's more of an origin story, right? So I've seen all these movies, with the exception of the A Boy Called Christmas. As I said, it's just an origin story. I don't know. I haven't gotten to it. It's not high up on the list. But other than that one movie, all the other shows and movies about Santa seems to be that he's not very good at his job. Constantly, and I'm talking constantly, Christmas hangs in the balance uh, or, or it's up to a couple kids or a reindeer or an elf to save Christmas on the like 11th hour. Seriously, you have one day a year that you have to really put all your effort into it. And most years... That one night, it doesn't happen. Like, it's close to just, oh, Christmas could be canceled this year. There's always that fear. I mean, this is a, let's just go down. Rudolph had to save the day by leading the sleigh through fog. As if fo Santa's never dealt with fog before. This is the world. There's fog somewhere, somewhere in the world. And if we're thinking about Rudolph, he's a very good, that's a good reindeer. Because I would be bitter all the things I'd be like, so Santa comes to me. I'm Rudolph. He's like, Hey, can you lead my sleigh? Your, your shiny nose is going to save the day. And, and I'd be like, uh, you need my help after you kicked me off the reindeer team. You told dad, Mr. Donner, that I was a freak, but because it's Santa, I'm supposed to be honored to lead your sleigh. So if I were I were Rudolph, I'd be like, do you need me? The freak with the red nose? Yeah, no, not going to be your guy today. Plus, also, remember how all the reindeer treated him? Even in the song, they wouldn't let him play the reindeer. Then when he does lead the sleigh, they're all ha happy and accepting. I'd be like, no, I need you to keep that same energy that I'm a freak when I come back, all right? I don't have a real problem. That's why I wasn't Rudolph. Rudolph's a good, good, good reindeer. I'm just saying that. Let's go to the movie Elf, right? When the Kringle 3000 falls off the sleigh, I think that's what it was called. You have to have Buddy the Elf reattach it. Or else what? Or you're stuck in Central Park. 
When it, and then when it gets knocked off again, you need all of the, uh, the Christmas spirit in New York by singing some Christmas carols to make it fly. Nothing to do with Santa. Not good. Not good at his job. By the way, am I supposed to believe that Christmas spirit that the Christmas spirit that happened in New York that was going to fuel Santa's sleigh? What if he gets to Chicago, Miami, Los Angeles, Dallas, anywhere a big city that the Christmas spirit isn't like it was in New York after that few Christmas carols? What about other countries? You need that rocket pack for the sleigh. You've needed it for years before this. Now, just because a few people started singing Santa Claus is coming to town in New York, it's going to power you to go around the world? No, not buying it. There's a hole in that plot line. There had to be some, like, I don't know. Just questions, that's all I'm saying. Or if we go to the Santa Claus with Tim Allen, if it wasn't for his son that was with him, pleading, begging him to go and deliver the presents, after that other Santa fell off the roof. Again, falling off the roof. Not good at your job. Christmas wouldn't have happened. Miracle on 34th Street, as well as Get Santa and the Christmas Chronicles. Santa gets arrested and gets put in jail. They need to be saved by kids. I'll say it again and again and again. Santa, you just don't seem to be good at your job. But the list goes on and on of how Christmas almost doesn't happen. Another thing that I'm thinking about with Santa, I put a lot of thought into this. I, by the way, I'm not anti-Santa. He's a fun guy. He's a good character, right? But here's something we sweep, we sweep under the rug that obviously he's breaking into, breaking and entering millions of houses around, you know, around the world at, on Christmas. But as he's leaving gifts and bringing joy, we kind of let that go. And I get it. It's fine. But here's a question for you. How big of a fan of Santa would you be if he was, in fact, a real person? If you were a toy manufacturer? I mean, I think I'd be pretty ticked off with Santa at Christmas. He's pretty much given a license to knock off all the toys. So here we go. Just imagine you're the inventor, you're the inventor, the owner of the Etch-A-Sketch. You've worked for years developing this product, research and development. You've put the time to get work all the bugs out of it, get it marketed. You spend all this money on, on commercials and, and getting kids to want them. Then, and, and then all these kids are like, I want an Etch-A-Sketch. That's what I want for Christmas, right? And then Christmas comes, and Santa's elves just bootleg their own Etch-A-Sketch. They use the same boxes, the same names. They do everything that is the same as the Etch-A-Sketch. The only thing they do, they cut you out of it. So we're talking millions of dollars in sales missed out because this fat man just stole your product. He stole it. He took it. Now how great Santa Meanwhile, the real owner, inventor, CEO, whatever of Etch-A-Sketch has to lay off workers who won't be able to provide for the families because the profits are in the toilet. Merry Christmas. You're out of a job. Thanks, Santa. Cold, hard facts. I also thought, as a parent, why would you put 
Santa's name on gifts. Why am I giving this guy credit for my hard work? Seriously, kids think Santa is the greatest because they give these great gifts. No, he didn't. I did. That's why my wife uh, would, would put Santa, Santa's name on some big gifts. And I'd be like, nah. If he's going to take credit for gifts, it's going to be the, the smaller, non-impressive ones. The big ones from us. That's our, our heart and that's our hard work. And it's so frustrating. And throughout the years, the kids would come to me and they'd be like, hey, I want this, uh, some ridiculous thing. And I'm like, no, you're not getting it for Christmas. And they'd be like, oh, really? I guess I'll just ask Santa for it then. Like, I'm a piece of garbage. Oh, you can't afford this thing? I'm just going to ask Santa. And I'd be like, listen, Miss Attitude, I can guarantee you Santa's not getting you that because I am Santa. I could have kept it from you longer, but guess what? Your bad attitude and your entitlement just brought you a tooth that brought bought you a truth bomb. Hope you like it. Now that didn't happen. But I thought about it a few times. So I don't know, the same thing's weird. But I did talk to my friend Greg and I'm like, why do we do that? Why do we give him credit for all this? And he goes, Because we want them to behave. It's true. We use the Santa thing so they'll be good. But guess what? It doesn't. They don't care. They're like, Psh, I've never not gotten gifts. Maybe that's the problem with society is we do, we just, we cave and we're like, oh, we need to get them something from Santa. It's Christmas. When if they haven't been behaving, they shouldn't get anything. But we don't because we're pushovers. We're softies. We love our kids. I don't know. Like I said, Santa thing's weird. And weird that this thing's been going on for so long and, and, and we keep it going as a society. But there are lots of Christmas movies and shows that don't have anything to do with Santa, too. Some of my favorite are White Christmas and Office Christmas Party. I really like. It's underrated. The Grinch, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, Home Alone, Scrooged, A Christmas Story. You know, all that. By the way, I don't know if you're aware of this, but recently A Christmas Story had a sequel. There was A Christmas Story, too, like back in the 80s or 90s. I don't know when it was, and it wasn't good. But now there were like a real sequel came out to it on HBO Max called A Christmas Story Christmas. Me and Lauren watched it the other day, and uh, it was, man, I mean, it was okay, but it's okay. You like, there are some nostalgia, some of the same characters, but probably never going to watch it again. So it's that, that sort of movie. And when I was looking up movies, that Santa is in, you know, like when I said there's a lot of movies revolving around Santa, I found Rotten Tomatoes top 100 Christmas movies, uh, like the list. I just think that anybody who makes lists, it's going to be problems with it. Like the Rolling Stones one. I keep going back to that, but Rolling Stones makes the worst list. But Rolling Stone, not Rolling Stones. They might make a great list, but Rolling Stone magazine makes terrible list. Anyways, this... Rotten Tomatoes one. It's all on critics' rankings of movies. Uh, so it depends on how you feel about critics. But here is the crazy top five that they have. Like, it's, I can't even make this up. So, so, and I've seen one of these. Two. Two of them. All right. So number one, was, the, critics say is the best Christmas movie of all time is Meet Me in St. Louis, and that was made in 1944. Never saw it. Number two, The Shop Around the Corner, which was made in 1940. And then number three is the original Miracle on 34th Street, 
and that was made in 1947. So automatically I'm thinking like, okay, we probably just have a bunch of snobby critics that are cinephiles that act like everything was better before color came into play or I don't know. They have this special, well, back, that's when they made real movies. That That's kind of like whatever. But then number four that I'd never heard of is called Tangerine. Uh, and then number five is Claws. It's an animated movie. But if we look at number four, Tangerine, that was made in 2015. Like I said, I never heard of it. But I just shake my head because I read the synopsis of the movie. And this is typical critic stuff, I guess. I don't know. But here is what the movie synopsis is. This is what it's all about. I'm going to read it to you. Just straight, straight from Rotten Tomatoes. After hearing that her boyfriend slash pimp cheated on her while she was in jail, a transgender sex worker and her best friend sent out to find him and teach him and his new lover a lesson. That is the fourth best Christmas movie ever per Rotten Tomatoes. Dear Lord, help us. So really... I don't even have anything to say after that. So I'll just leave that for you to chew on. Yeah, that's speechless. Anyways, I'll see you Wednesday. Have a good one.